You are not paid for your work. No one actually cares how hard you work. Hi, it's Rob Moore here on the three ways to make big, real money. There are actually really three top line ways to make big and real money. And there are only three top line ways to make big and real money. Most people don't understand what they are. Uh, and I'm going to share them with you. You know, as the author of the book Money, and as someone who's been studying money for 16 years, someone who became a millionaire, I think just before age 31, Decca millionaire by age 35. Uh, I've always been fascinated by money and why we don't get proper education on money um, and how to make more of it, but doing good work. Now, what you're not going to get here is schemes and scams and get rich quick. What you're going to get here is overarching, overriding principles. This is what you're going to get. You are not paid for your work. No one actually cares how hard you work. Now, entrepreneurs wear how hard they work like a badge of honour. Like badges if you're a, a decorated military leader. Look at me, I work 16 hours a day. I get into work earlier than everyone else. Lunch is for losers. I go home later than everyone else. That's what it takes to win. It's all about the hustle and grind. But no one cares how hard you work. Let me give you some proof. I don't know if you buy an Apple phone or a Samsung phone or a Nokia phone, but do you buy your phone because Apple worked the hardest in making your phone? Do you buy a Porsche or a Ford because there was 7,200 hard working man hours to make this Porsche? No, you don't. You don't. You don't care how hard people work. They don't care how hard you work. So actually, you're not paid for work. Now, by the way, if it were true that you were paid for work, the harder you work, the more money you would make. But do you know that in terms of graft, the hardest work pays the least? Let me prove this to you. There are four levels of work. There is labor, management, leadership, and strategy. Labor is the lowest paid form of work. Strategy, you know, like a chairman or chairwoman, you know, Steve Jobs became a strategist as he grew Apple. Elon Musk is a strategist. And that's the highest form of work. Now, look, some strategists work hard, but they usually think harder. They work smart, not hard. But labor work the hardest. You know, think about the people who do the, you know, the bins and the trash and they're getting up at 3 a.m. and the labor and the sweat and the smell. Think about the people in the factories and the industries and the coal mines and the diamond mines. You know, people died doing that. People died building buildings going way back to the pyramids and the skyscrapers. And these people work the hardest, but they're paid the least. Now, I'm not saying it's fair because you don't get what's fair. You get what you negotiate, as Bill Gates said. So 
You're not paid for your work. You're not paid for your labor. No one cares how hard you work. So if that's the case, then what are the three things you're paid for? You are paid for production, value, and service. Production, I'm spitting on my words. It's service. I spoke like Sean Connery of James Bond, service. Production, value, and service. Now, as you go higher up from labor to management to leadership to strategy, you ultimately serve more people and you produce and provide more value. Because think about it, in the coal mine, if you're the one with the pickaxe, you can only provide your hourly rate value. Whereas if you're a strategist and you employ a thousand people and you have a million customers, you can serve a thousand and a million people. So when I hire people and, and you know, most entrepreneurs wouldn't admit this, but it's true. But when I hire people, I don't really care how hard they work. I don't really care when they come into the office and when they leave. I care if they're not producing value and I'll look at those things and that will go against them. But Bill Gates says, and Bill Gates has hired hundreds of thousands of people, one of the richest people in the world. He says, I like to hire lazy people. And that surprises many people, but he likes to hire lazy people because lazy people, in his words, find the easiest, quickest way to get the result. So in my book, Life Leverage, I wrote about a lazy person who outsourced his entire role. So he was in his job, in his cubicle, and he was one of these first sort of online hackers to do outsourcing and using people per hour and VAs. And he basically outsourced his entire job paid them a small percentage of his salary, and he sat there doing, doing no work, but getting his job done, and his employer fired him. Now, I'd have hired that person on the spot if I could. They, they weren't in, in, in England, so I wasn't able to. But I, I, that was the first introduction story in my book, Life Leverage, which is about leverage. So what lazy people do, or people who think smart, not hard, or people who, um, you know, they, they, it's not all about sweat, it's about strategy, they think what's the quickest, easiest and shortest way to get something done. It's not about the graft, it's the craft. So here are, in, in a bit more detail, the three things you're paid for that is not work. So value. You don't care how many hours it took to make your iPhone. You care if your iPhone gives you value in your life. When you buy food that you like, you don't care how many factory hours took to make it or how hard the factory workers and the farmers worked. You care if it tastes good, if it's healthy. So people care about what they get, not what you do. They don't care what you do. They care about what they get. So entrepreneurs are great for moaning and ranting to the world and telling everyone how hard we're working, but it's not fair and I'm not making the money I want, but I work harder than everyone else. Maybe you're working dumber than everyone else. Maybe you're not thinking about value. So going back to what I was saying about when I hire people, I've had staff members that I've let come in at midday when everyone else comes in at nine. And it does piss off some of my other staff, but they were getting the job done and more. So I care about output, i.e. result, not input, i.e. effort. Effort and reward aren't always the same. We've been taught by school that the harder you try, the harder you work, the better you'll do in your career. But people care about output, not input. So with my staff, 
are kind of let them self-manage. And if they're getting their job done or over-delivering on their job, that's all good. And I'm going to give them autonomy and let them crack on. So value is what do you do for people that they feel benefit from? What do you give to people that they get that they feel, feel is what's called fair exchange? Fair exchange is when you get paid fairly and you have a handsome profit. And they receive fair value and they feel gratitude or that it's a bargain or it's good value. This is the um, fair exchange sweet spot, which you want to find. So if your customer or client is grateful and they receive value, they won't question how hard you work. They won't care. They won't even care if you didn't work that hard. And they'll refer you and they'll be grateful and you'll be grateful because you're making fair profit. And you see how we've been conditioned in society is to have self-worth and get paid according to how hard we work. And I must admit, I sometimes feel some guilt when I cut a deal that's a seven-figure deal and it took me a 15-minute phone call and I'm like, shit, I better work hard for the rest of the day. I don't need to work hard for the rest of the day. In fact, when you work hard on low-value tasks, you get in the way of high-value tasks. So never let the menial get in the way of the meaningful. And we convince ourselves we're working hard, but we're not. We're doing what I call active procrastination. So another one of my books, Start Now, Get Perfect Later, I talked about the big sin of work and business and entrepreneurship. The big sin is active procrastination. If you're going to procrastinate, do it in style and say, fuck this, I'm not doing anything. I'm chilling. I'm watching Netflix all day. I'm taking a day off. Do it in style because at least you get the rest. But when you actively procrastinate, you spend all day doing low value, menial tasks just to feed the guilt and try and convince yourself that you're being useful. But you can work hard on low value tasks and do nothing meaningful or valuable. So the first way to make big money is to produce value. Now, you know, people complain about billionaires. Oh, billionaires, they pay no tax. They're greedy bastards. There shouldn't be any billionaires. They're a parasite to society. You know, a lot of people say that about billionaires. They don't get it. They don't get the billionaires produce the most value. Now, whether you agree with that value or not is not the point. It's a question of how many people agree with that value. You could argue that Coca-Cola aren't producing any value. They're just poisoning, poisoning us with sugar. But billions of people across the planet buy Coca-Cola products. So until the planet changes its mind on the value of Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola provides value, provides refreshment. And because it sells a whole lifestyle around that. So you figure out how to provide more value to more people and you get paid in exchange for that value. So instead of asking for things to be easier, think about how you can get better. Instead of um, worrying or complaining that you're not making enough money or getting enough clients, figure out how you can offer them more value. Because value pays big and it pays way more big than work. Okay, the second thing that pays big that isn't work because no one cares how hard you work is production. So value is the perceived usefulness of something. It's what we get from it. Production is the output and the quantity of products and services. So if you think about the food shortage, the energy shortage, etc., a lot of that is a lack of production, i.e. a lack of supply. So when there's a lack of supply and a lack of production and things become scarce, that affects our economy and that affects our ability to receive value. 
So one of the things that I'm pissed off with the government about is that instead of incentivizing increased production and incentivizing growth, what they're doing is just taxing entrepreneurs even more and disincentivizing production and growth. Now, they shut the world down with these lockdowns and therefore production went down. That's one of the reasons why the economy has gone down. Product, more production in an economy usually equals economic growth. It's fairly well linked. The government shut us down, killed all the production, all the supply chains completely broken. And now we're out of it. All of those supply chains are going to take years to build back up again. So there's a lack of production, which is going to affect our cost of living and the growth of the economy. So if anyway, let's get back away from the economy and onto you. So if you produce more, higher output, you know, you build more things, you create more things. You know, I'm always producing content every single day. By the way, make sure you're following me on all the channels, whether it's my Disruptors podcast, whether it's Clubhouse or Facebook, where I do rooms and rants, um, YouTube, my YouTube account's going viral at the moment. Make sure you follow me. I produce content every day. And as a creator, if I don't produce content, I don't offer any value and I don't get paid. As a content creator, the more content I produce, the more subscribers, viewers, shares and revenue that cascade down. And again, no one cares how much research and how, well, okay, People care about research if it provides value and production. But other than that, you don't care how many hours or days or months I prepared for this content. You don't care. You care if it's useful to you. That's why how hard you work is an irrelevant distraction. Okay. And then the third thing that helps you make big money is service. Now, service is, do I think that you care? Did you look after me? If value is what I get in terms of benefit and production is quantity of things built, then services, how do I feel? Like, for example, I have um, some cars and by far and away, Porsche are the best at servicing service. Their service for servicing is the best. They pick up the car for free. They take it back. Um, you know, they're, they're always good price. They're always quick. Whereas, sorry to say it, Range Rover are the opposite. <laughs> and they're slow and crap and everything breaks. So, you know, my wife's even said, we've, been, we've had Range Rovers for, uh, what, 15 years. And my wife said, I don't want any more Range Rovers because the service is really bad. I want Porsche because the service is really good. You know, you'll go to, a, if, if the food is the same or similar, but the service is much better, you'll go to the restaurant where there's great service. Now, the great thing about service is, let's say you're listening and watching and you're starting out. You're not yet uh, a proven successful entrepreneur. You haven't got the products, the services, the social proof, the experience yet. And you're like, oh, no one's going to want to listen to me or buy my stuff because I'm new and no one knows me. Well, over deliver on the service then. Because, you know, when you phone up these massive corporations, can you speak to a human being? No. You can't even get, do you know what a lot of them now have even taken the phone numbers off and you have to do like um, instant messaging and you're basically talking to a bot. I got shadow banned on YouTube by a robot. How the fuck has that happened? Never thought I'd get slapped by a robot. So in this world now where everything's automated, the service has gone to shit. And of course we had lockdown and everything else and it's really hard for companies and supply chains ruined and costs going up. Service is shit across the board. Try, tra try traveling. Try going on an aircraft, going to an airport. The service is freaking shit. 
So imagine you're great at service. You win right now. You win big because you have a competitive advantage because in a world of shit service, yeah, what is it the analogy of the, the, the one-eyed man is the king leading the blind? <laughs> so if your service is good in a world of shit service, you're going to win and you're going to win big. So quick summary, thanks for tuning in, is no one cares how hard you work, so stop banging on about it. No one cares. Uh, and you're not paid for work. You're not paid for man hours. You're not paid for sweat. Because in fact, the, the man hours and sweat are often paid the lowest because there's four levels of work. Labour is the lowest paid. Management who manage the labour are the second highest paid. Then you've got leadership who lead the managers who manage the laborers of the, of the second highest paid. And then you've got visionaries and strategists and ideators and geniuses. And, um, you know, the, the people who sit on the boards and the chairmen and chairwomen, these are paid the most. And actually, the higher up you go, the less labor and the more um, ideas and thoughts and connections and resources, the less graft and the more craft. So you're paid for value. What do you offer? What do people get? You're paid for production. What's the quantity and the output of what you produce? And you're also paid for the service. What do you do for people? How do you make them feel? And let's leave on a couple of quotes. People will forget what you told them, but never forget how you made them feel. I think that was Maya Angelou. And remember this, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. <laughs>